0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. David from West Virginia asks, nothing is selling here in the coal fields of West Virginia. However, the rental market's really good. My question is, knowing I can buy cheap and rent with long-term goal being to eventually sell, is there a reachable goal with our real estate market? Well, David, this is a great question. My heart goes out to the communities where the main industry is shrinking. The fact is, real estate follows any other free market, and it's got to adhere to the laws of supply and demand. Communities connected to coal mining are shrinking because employment is shrinking. For better for worse. Coal has earned a reputation of being a dirty fuel, and many jurisdictions have made the decision to eliminate coal burning for environmental reasons. Some of that reputation is well deserved, some not. There are some clean coal technologies under development and undergoing trials with the Department of Energy. If those trials are successful, it's possible we may see a resurgence of coal as a viable fuel for power generation. I doubt we'll see power plants convert back from natural gas to coal any time soon, but it might enable some domestic power plants to extend their operating life. And in particular, there are numerous plants in other parts of the world that may want to purchase American coal or license clean American coal technology. In my opinion, it would take something like a resurgence of coal in order for me to consider investing in an area where there's a dominant industry like coal mining. My recommendation is that you monitor the situation closely on the various Department of Energy clean coal trials And once they become mainstream, you might consider investing in these areas. But only once there's a clear pathway to new employment. If you stay ahead of the curve and you're among the first to invest back in the area, you'll be a genius. But if you're too early or if the resurgence never materializes, you'll experience decades of pain. Real estate's an asset like any other asset. It's like gold or baseball cards or crude oil. Its value is subject to the laws of supply and demand. If there's excess supply, then prices fall. And if there's excess demand, then prices rise. In order for me to invest, there has to be population growth and jobs growth. If the jobs are disappearing, you're trying to sell a product to somebody with no money. If they have no money, it's not clear why you'd go out of your way to do business with someone who has no money. There might be a social benefit to doing so, or maybe a humanitarian benefit. Those are all great things. But if your goal is an investment, then you want to evaluate the investment on investment metrics. The flow of money is straightforward. The tenants have the money. That's how it works. The money flows from the tenants to the landlord at the start of each month, and over time, they help the landlord pay for the property. In exchange, you take the financial risk of buying the property and borrowing the money from the future, along with the personal guarantees and collateral to protect the lender's position in the property. But if the tenants don't have the money to start with, then the whole system breaks down. You wouldn't sell a chocolate bar to someone who's broke. You wouldn't open a car dealership and start selling cars to people who have no money. And you wouldn't open a restaurant in an area where population is shrinking, because you're guaranteed to have fewer customers a year from now than you have today. There's numerous examples of shrinking markets. Detroit is the poster child for shrinking cities in the United States. Its population in the 1970s was about 1.4 million, and today it has less than 700,000. There's a reason why you can buy a house in Detroit for under $20,000. Rents of $800 a month might make sense for the tenant, and maybe for a low-cost house, but they barely cover the maintenance costs. There's no way to justify new construction in a market that's dramatically oversupplied. Yes, there have been some deep-pocketed investors that have invested heavily in new construction in order to try and rejuvenate the city. But at the end of the day, the investment needs to be recovered and the path to recovering the investment's the same. The tenants have the money and if they don't have the money, I don't understand how it works. The problem with buying with the intent of selling in the distant future is that you don't know if they're going to be buyers. If there are no buyers, then prices fall. It's the exact same situation as Detroit, albeit on a smaller scale. And if there's no buyers, then you don't have an investment. All you have is a prison for your money. Keep a close eye on whether clean coal projects get adopted and whether it's going to drive a resurgence in coal mining. I want to thank you, David, for a great question. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.